Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number one, The Ironic Way Change Really Works. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Changeable Podcast. I'm Dr. Amy Johnson, and I'm really excited to be starting this podcast adventure with you. It's a long time coming, but I'm thrilled that it's happening now, and I'm really thrilled that you're here for the very first episode. As you might have guessed from the name, Changeable is a podcast about change. So it's about breaking habits. It's about finding lasting freedom from things like anxiety and worry and insecurity. And most of all, it's about a new paradigm for change. So the purpose of this podcast and the purpose of pretty much everything I do is to change the conversation about how change really works. And that comes from changing the conversation about how we as human beings really work because we're full of misinformation and misunderstanding. Now, don't feel bad. It's not your fault. It's no one's fault. It's not a bad thing. No one messed up or made a mistake. It's just that an evolution in our understanding of how human beings work is taking place. And you and I happen to be sitting at a point in history when there's a changing of the guards happening. It's really exciting. An old paradigm of mental health, which is based on medical models, so based on illness and what's wrong and what needs fixing and how we need to intervene and change and fix things, is being replaced slowly but surely with some deeper truths. And this new paradigm that I love and I'd love to talk about, we'll be talking about a lot here, is showing us that we're actually not flawed at all. We're actually okay. Nothing's broken. We're made of well-being. We're made of it. It's always there. So as you might guess, being whole and complete rather than being broken and in need of fixing has some pretty profound implications for how we go about change and how change happens. I don't know about you, but what I see all the time and my own personal experience for way too long was one of running around trying to make change happen. And I see this in people all over. We're doing so much stuff, doing, 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 focusing on our behavior, pulling out all the stops, using our discipline, our willpower, all the tools and techniques and strategies and fixes and mindsets and new perspectives and trying to change our thoughts and our feelings And it's so much work. (laughs) And more importantly, honestly, because I'm not afraid of work. I know most of you are not afraid of hard work if we knew it was going to pay off. But it's so much hard work that doesn't tend to lead to lasting change. It's a ton of effort, a ton of blood, sweat, and tears for very little payoff in the way of deep, sustainable change. Sure, we see some short-term effects. We get a little relief. We get caught up in feeling like, okay, I'm finally fixing this. I'm finally you know, going to get to be happy or be free or whatever it is we're looking for. And that feels kind of good. It's better than feeling hopeless. But in the end of the day, all this stuff that we're running around doing isn't leading to these deep shifts as well as it could be. So there's this sense of, you know, let me throw a bunch of stuff against the wall and just hope something here sticks. And unfortunately for many of us, it just doesn't stick. We're used to maybe that short-term change, but then we're left looking over our shoulder. Like, 
Is this it? You know, when is my issue going to come back? Or we're left with some kind of change that feels very tenuous. I remember this so clearly where I'd be a week free of my habit or two weeks or even a month free of my habit, but it felt so fragile. Like I had to work at it. I had to stick with my routine. I had to do all the right things, rehearse my mindset, say my affirmations. You know, if I didn't go through all of these kind of rituals, then it felt like I wasn't going to be free anymore. And that's not freedom. That's not freedom at all. It's not deep. The change we get isn't deep. And because it isn't deep, it doesn't tend to last. It's around for as long as we have the resources and the ability to work on it. But as soon as we get tired or we give up or we have a bad day, then everything kind of goes back to where it was before. So our change wasn't real in that way. But it doesn't have to be this way. We're experiencing change as tenuous and hard and fragile because we're looking in the wrong direction. We've been pointed toward that old paradigm. So let me tell you a little bit about these paradigms, and I'm going to talk much more about this in future episodes. But the old paradigm, which I affectionately call the OP, was based on the medical model that focused on illness and problems. So it's like, all right, we have something here, a human mind that has an issue, needs some fixing. And it's not going to fix itself. So we better get in there and figure out how to fix it. We need to intervene. We need to do a lot of work and try to manipulate things and move things around and see if we can fix this problem. So that's probably, I'm guessing, how you grew up thinking about mental health or a lack of mental health, I should say. It's definitely how it how it looked to me. It's what I learned in school as I trained in psychology. It's It's essentially what I was taught. And it is still the prevailing way of viewing things, although it's definitely changing in big ways. So paradigm shifts take a little bit of time, but a massive one is underway in psychology. And we're really coming to see, wow, maybe we aren't so broken. You know, maybe there aren't so many problems. And as we'll talk about here, you know, maybe all of these things that we'd like to have different don't require so much work on our part. We don't need to jump in and intervene and fix quite so much. So when I talk about this OP, the old paradigm, I'm probably generalizing a little bit, but the medical illness problem intervention model, you know, that that came up in medicine and I think it kind of made sense to psychologists too. They said, well, if that's true of our bodies, it's probably true of our minds. So when you get caught up in anxiety or a habit or an addiction or some issue that you feel stuck in, something you can't seem to see your way out of, you better intervene. You have to do something. And that makes sense, right? Of course. I mean, we're not talking about just sitting around being stuck in these issues. So kind of the old paradigm psychologists came along and said, well, let's come up with a bunch of interventions. You know, this is what's going on. It needs fixing. It's not going to fix itself. So let's come up with lots of interventions and ways to try to help people by fixing what's wrong, what's gone wrong. And that's essentially what's been happening for the last, I don't know, 100, 150 years or so in psychology and in self-help and in everything that's, you know, kind of the more popular things that have kind of sprung from psychology, many, many, many interventions, lots of work, lots of stuff, lots of attempts, essentially all at manipulating our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Like let's, let's have a different experience here by us changing something. So when we're in trying to manipulate something and create a change, It's not that that doesn't sometimes work. Sometimes it is helpful, of course. Sometimes the change that comes from a manipulation of something even sticks. 
So you try on some new practice or strategy or affirmation and it leads to some kind of shift for you. And sometimes that shift that it leads to does stick because sometimes we have an insight along the way. So sometimes we, we, you know, make some change and whatever happens, it isn't just short term because we see something different. We have an insight, we see it in a deeper way and the change seems to take root within us. So sometimes it does seem deep and permanent and it's awesome when that happens, but it doesn't happen enough. What happens far too often is we're running around exhausting ourselves, feeling even more frustrated in the end because the change doesn't seem like it goes deep enough. It doesn't seem like it lasts. And it's reinforcing this idea that we're broken, that we're flawed, that it's not going to fix itself. So we better step up and do something to fix it. And that whole idea, all of where psychology has been, all of self-help, most of self-help, I should say, all of these interventions are based on that, that there's a problem that isn't going to fix itself. So we better figure this out. And in this changeable podcast and all the work I do, we're looking toward a brand new paradigm. So that's kind of the OP. That's the old paradigm. The new paradigm is one of mental health innate health that we all possess, all of us. So it's the foundation for all of us. Now, we're not all walking around experiencing our health, no doubt about it. I'm not at all suggesting that we are, and you probably think I'm crazy to even think that. Of course we are. We, we are. We have anxiety and depression and habits and addictions, and we're certainly not enjoying our health or experiencing our health at all times. But this new paradigm looks at the fact that we are made of mental health. It is, this innate health is something that we all possess and it's all, it is who we are essentially. I mean, it, it's, it's what we're made of and it's there no matter what beneath what we're experiencing. So no matter what our machinery, our brain is doing, no matter what experience happens to be moving through us in that moment, health is beneath it. It's always there. So In this new paradigm, we aren't broken. We aren't flawed. Stuff happens. We experience stuff, of course, and we don't like it all. But we as human beings are essentially well and healthy. And that experience, thoughts, feelings, behaviors, they're moving through us. So if your experience is one of drinking too much too often or procrastinating all the time or being caught up in thoughts about something that doesn't feel helpful or doesn't serve you in any way, well, that's not a great experience. And I'm not saying that those things don't create problems in our lives. They absolutely do. But what I am saying is that these aren't deep flaws of you. It's thought, feeling, and behavior moving through us. And it's not something that we need to step in and fix because just like our body will work toward healing itself, if you get a cut, you break a bone, your body instantly goes to work trying to write that, trying to fix it for us our mind actually works in the exact same way. So we get caught up in thought, we get caught up in feeling, we fall into habitual behaviors, but there's a momentum behind that, an energy behind it. And there's a design there. There's a, there's a human design that we all possess. It's kind of like our blueprint that not many people know about that's actually working toward correcting that. So our human design is such that there's an enormous momentum in favor of our experience moving through us on its own. Not when we do the right intervention, not when we step in and remove the block, but by nature on its own. 
stuff shows up within us. It's brought to life. Experience is brought to life and it wants to move away. That's the design. It washes away. And importantly, remember beneath what's showing up and moving through us by nature and washing away, there's us and we're okay. We're that us beneath that experience is full of resilience, full of clarity, full of peace, full of health. We don't experience that all that often because we are caught up in our experience, right? Our experience is huge. Our thoughts and our feelings, our behaviors. I mean, that's, it's not only huge, it is huge in how it's brought to life within us. I mean, that's a piece of this. But again, remember in this old paradigm, which has been around for all of our lives and all of our great grandparents' lives, I mean, a couple hundred years maybe, we're looking at the thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. So not only are they brought up in such a huge way in our experience, but we've been kind of trained to look there. That's who, that's what we equate with us. We are what we think. We are what we feel. You know, even if we kind of know that that's not right in some way, I think, I think a lot of us kind of sense, no, there's a me beneath this experience. It's like years and years and years of being pointed toward those things make it kind of hard to see around them at times. So on some level, I think we all equate ourselves and who we are and what's right and true in the world, you know, with our thoughts, our feelings and our behaviors. So it's just the way that it looked for a long time. I'm not blaming anyone. The earth used to look flat and now it doesn't. And it used to look like human beings basically are our psychology and that our psychology can get broken or flawed and that when it does, we need to step in and fix it. And now it doesn't look that way so much anymore. It's looking like we're actually well. Our psychology is, it's important. I'm not going to say it's not important, but it isn't, it isn't who we are. It has nothing to do with who we are. It's what we experience and it's self-correcting. It's self-writing. It comes up and it moves completely on its own. And when people start to see this, it changes everything. So it changes everything because for one, they become not so afraid of their experience. They still get experience. We all get stuff we don't like necessarily, right? You still feel the huge range of human emotions, but we start to not fear it in the same way because we have this deeper understanding of how things work. We're okay. We're just thinking, feeling, and doing. And whatever that thought, feeling, and doing is, whatever it looks like, however it feels, it doesn't touch our okayness. They're two separate things. There's us and who we really are and our fundamental health and okayness. And then there's what we're experiencing. And what we're experiencing is always changing, always in flux, making it change, trying to have a new thought show up or a new feeling or you know, replacing our experience with something else or trying to stop our experience from where it's going. None of that is our responsibility. That happens by nature. So this is the really kind of ironic part of this is that that stuff's moving all the time. Our experience is where any problem is. It isn't in us, right? We're okay. So there's no problems there. Whenever we have some kind of limitation or obstacle or problem or suffering, that's coming through our experience. It's coming via our experience. And that experience is constantly changing by nature. So 
the thing is, you know, if change is always happening by nature all the time without us needing to do anything about it, what are we doing when we're running around trying to manipulate so much and change so much and fix ourselves and help ourselves and do all of these things? Why? You know, it makes sense in the old paradigm. That's what we were told. But when we start to look in this new paradigm, it's like this washing away, that's a kind of a weird way to say it, but like this washing away, natural washing away of our experience it's happening all the time. It always has been. We just haven't been looking toward that. We've been looking at it as if it's stable and fixed and needs our help. So of course we've been doing things to try to change it. But if it's changing on its own, again, this isn't about just saving you some time and energy. It's about saying that when we get in and we try to change our thoughts and feel new feelings and all of that stuff that we do, we have a new behavioral plan and I'm going to do this even when I want to do that. And we're, we're like up above it manipulating. We're like the puppet master, like pulling all the strings, trying to change our experience. Yes, that takes a lot of time and energy, a lot of emotional energy and frustration for many of us. But bigger than that, we're kind of in the way, you know, like nature's like, I got this. What are you doing? (laughs) Like, just, just go be, just relax, just kind of soften around it. Let it move through. But there's a certain kind of rigidness that we bring when we're trying to manipulate things. There's a, there's a, um, we don't let it be so fluid, you know, it, it changes things. So it's pretty ironic that the more that we're pushing, the, the more we're trying to change and focusing on things so that we can change them, the more we kind of keep them alive in a sense. And even that's not accurate because, again, this stuff wants to move. It's going to change and move on its own. But we're just kind of getting in the way. So what I see in the clients I work with and the people in my school all the time is the more we're forcing and pushing and using willpower all the time. Willpower has a time and place, but we're using it all the time and we're using discipline and we're getting really hard on ourselves, the less we change because change is our nature. It's like trying to make winter go away so spring can get here faster. It's not really going to work. Nature's got it. So why don't we just relax and let it happen on its own? And you know, that's, we all know that so much when it comes to weather, when it comes to that nature, but we don't see that we're part of nature. We're part of that nature. It's, it's one thing. It's one gigantic energy that's, that's living all living things. And that's kind of marching us forward through this. And there's so much that starts to happen for people as they begin to see that they naturally start to relax into it and trust it, I suppose, just know that that's the way it is. And we get out of the way. And it's amazing what happens. It's amazing how much change happens when we get out of the way. So again, I'm not saying that all change attempts and actions that we take are horrible or that they aren't helpful at times. Not at all. This is just about looking toward the fact that change is already happening naturally through us. It's what wants to happen. So we're moving in the direction of health. We're naturally, naturally by our design, we're moving in the direction of being free from habits and anxiety and addiction. There's a momentum there. 
And the more we see about that and the less we get in and try to interfere and manipulate everything to speed up our change or to have our change look the way we want it to look, the more change we tend to experience. In later episodes, I'll share my own experiences and I'll share lots of experiences of clients and students in my school. As I've had this conversation now with thousands of people over the past few years and it's really awesome to see it work this way. It's not that there's nothing for us to do. So don't hear that. It's not that I'm saying, oh, just sit back and stay stuck in whatever you're stuck in. No way. It's just that because change is your nature, you don't have to work so hard (laughs) in all the things that we're doing. You know, it's a different conversation. It's a different place to point. There is something for us to do. The thing for us to do is to look toward how we really work to get out of all this misunderstanding, you know, which again, is not our fault, but to start to look toward this new paradigm and see what's working for us so that we can work along with it. I know that might sound a little bit vague. All of this might sound a little vague now, and that's okay. The more we look in this direction, hear stories, and just get a feel for how this works, the less vague it'll be. And the more it clicks into place, it becomes one of those things that's like, I can't believe... I never saw this before. You know, I can't believe we thought the earth was flat for as long as we did. I can't believe that we thought humans needed so much fixing. I can't believe that we thought when a person felt anxious or was caught up in a habit that they were weak or that they needed more willpower or that that they needed to work harder. I personally can't believe I thought I was an anxious person. I thought I was born anxious and that was just part of who I was. And I was told that and my experience for a large part of my life proved it. I saw evidence and proof for it everywhere that that's who I was. I was born anxious. That's just how I was wired, how I came. And that's just the way it was going to be. But as soon as we start looking at the flip side, when I started looking at the flip side of that, I started seeing evidence and proof for that side. So now it looks like, oh, anxiety wasn't ever a problem I had to fix or change. I had to see something about it. I had to see that it wasn't who I was and that it came up and was an experience that didn't touch me, didn't touch my health or my clarity. It was an experience that moved through me that I innocently, innocently got really, really worried about. I took it really seriously. I got really caught up in it. I did a lot of stuff to try to make it change, which got me tangled up in it a little bit more. And, you know, that's that's ultimately what leads to change is seeing how that works, seeing that. So I'm so excited to be starting this conversation with you. And I'm really thrilled that you're here listening and that we get to share this time and point toward a new paradigm, a really new understanding of health and of what's already working. It's a really positive conversation, but it isn't about just looking on the bright side or being positive. It's a very, very hopeful, very, very positive conversation that's also very accurate, you know, and I think a long time coming. So I'm really thrilled and excited and honored to be kind of part of this shift that's happening in the world. And I'm really glad that you're here along for the ride. So thank you so much for listening to this very first episode of Changeable, episode number one. And I can't wait to see you in episode two. Thank you for listening to Changeable. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please let me know. You can subscribe to the podcast and leave a review so that others who need change can find their way here. 
If you want more on how change really happens, head over to dramyjohnson.com and grab the free PDF, Three Simple Ways to Break Free from Habits, Anxiety, and Addiction, even when you've already tried everything else.